Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Yes, you've got to look before you leap, and ladies and gentlemen, it is wrestling outside the ropes. Ladies and gentlemen, for episode number 44, we want to thank the DC5 with one of their smash hits of the 60s. However, 1965's Look Before You Leap, 1-724-444-7044, caller ID 141387, and welcome to the pre-St. Patrick's Day version of Outside the Ropes here Tonight for Wednesday, March the 15th, 2016, I am your host tonight, the infamous Iceman, Jared D. Jerome, the host of Raw Radio, as well as the host of Raw uh, Wrestling Debate and the co-host of Raw WCW Revolution. We've got a lot to talk about, so if you're going to give us a call, we've given you the number 1-724-444-7044, call ID 141387. Right now, you can join us here, and just hit the one on your pound button, and you can join me right now for the next hour or so, as we will be talking about a lot of things, entertainment, sports, and non-wrestling related. We might throw some wrestling talking, you never know. 
Anyway, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the big news of the day. First off, of course, the big story here today is the box office report. And as every week I supply you the box office report, here is the latest box office report. The top five movies of the weekend include the following. Kong Skull Island made an interesting debut this week. However, with $61 million, taking over the number one spot from last week's $83 million blockbuster hit, Logan, which this week dropped the spot to number two as they made $38.1 million. So far in two weeks, it has made over $153 million and has become quite an interesting film. Meanwhile, Get Out continues to be one of the most intense thrillers of the spring early on, however, and took in another $20.8 million, almost $21 million this weekend, and dropped the spot from second to third. The Shack went down from third to fourth, finishing with $10 million. And number five overall, the Lego Batman movie, however, dropped another spot however, to fifth place from fourth place with $7.7 million. That being said, folks, however, the big week, of course, turned out to be Kong Skull Island, however. That being said, of course, this week we promised to have some interesting movies come out this week, including The Belko Experiment, starring John Gallagher Jr. and Tony Goldwyn, T2, uh, Train Spotting, however, a sequel to Train Spotting from the 1996 independent film, starring Ewan McGregor, Robert Carlyle, and Limited Roles. Ryan Gosling is back in the movies this week, along with Christian Bale, Kate Blanchard, Rooney Mara, in a movie called Song to Song. But the big movie this week that is creating some, well, eye-raising eyebrows, shall we say, is the new Beauty and the Beast movie starring Emma Thompson, Luke Evans, Dan Stevens, and of course, Emma Watson playing the role of Belle. Emma Watson, better known for her role as Hermione in the Harry Potter trilogy, if you will, however, will be um, hoping to score big with Disney this week, however, as the lead character, Belle. So be sure to check that out this week, folks. Also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, some other news to report, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we've got some news. We want to thank our friend Joseph Lee at 411 Mania for supplying some of the news here. CNBC is reporting that, uh, believe it or not, Orson Welles' final film, however, The Other Side of the Wind, will be released soon for streaming on Netflix. As you know, he started shooting the film back in 1970, and it wasn't finished by the time he died in 1985, tragically. However, in May of two years ago, an Indiegogo campaign was started to fund the film's completion, but it did not reach its goal. Now Netflix says that they're stepping up to get the film finished and restored. The film, of course, stars Bob Random, John Huston, of course, who was in the Treasure of Sierra Madre back in the late 40s, and also as the villainous Noah Cross in the 1974 drama thriller Chinatown, starring Jack Nicholson, Faye Dunaway, and of course... uh, also, John Hillerman, best known for his role as Higgins on the old Bangnam P.I. show. Anyway, it, referring back to Orson Welles' film, however, it was shot in black and white, 18mm, 16mm, 35mm, color and still photography. Here is the synopsis of the film. Orson Welles, The Other Side of the Wind, is the story of, his 70, of the 70th birthday party of director film uh, star Jake Hannaford, who is trying to make a comeback. It shows his film within a film as we slowly learn about the director himself. It also shows a cynical view of 70s Hollywood after the studio system became a thing of the past. Producer Frank Marshall, who will oversee its completion, said simply, quote, I can't believe it, but after 40 years of trying, I'm so grateful for the passion and perseverance of Netflix that has enabled to us at long last finally get to the cutting room finish, however, Orson's final picture. So uh, really good news, to say the least, for a very unique guy who, of course, came out with such uh, movies as Citizen Kane and, of course, War of the Worlds back in the late 30s of Orson Welles. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Orson Welles was also featured in uh, somewhat of a lighter sense, if you will, in the 1994 independent uh, comedy Ed Wood, which of course started Johnny Depp, Martin Landau, Sarah Jessica Parker, 
the late George the Animal Steel, and of course, Bill Murray. Uh, so definitely uh, check that movie out, and uh, definitely check this movie out too on Netflix. Uh, some other news uh, coming from Joseph Lee. We understand that 20th Century Fox is in early discussions and talking about, ladies and gentlemen, they are making a remake of the 1986 intense thriller The Fly. Yes, folks, The Fly will be back in theaters everywhere once again, and Deadline is reporting that they are in talks with J.D. Dillard to direct and co-write a remake of The Fly. The Fly, of course, as you know, debuted in 1958 with Vincent Price, however, and then, of course, spawned two sequels, Return of the Fly and Curse of the Fly. It was then remade in 1986 by David Cronenberg, of course, which um, had a chance to uh, let Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis star. And, of course, everyone remembers that version. Of course, that movie in 1986 was good enough to get Chris Wallace top billing in the credits and won the film an Academy Award. Three years later, sadly, it followed up with the sequel, however, starting Daphne Zuenga, I want to say, who was best known for her role as Princess Vespa in the Mel Brooks 1987 comedy Spaceballs. Long story short, however, The Fly 2 was not a big box office hit, however, and kind of fizzled. Now, the question is, however, after literally being hiding for almost 30-plus years, almost three-plus decades, can this remake of The Return of the Fly be as good as the 1986 version, and when will it be it out? Well, excuse me, when will it be out? Well, we don't really know, however. We'll definitely be keeping our eyes and ears peeled on that, certainly. Uh, some other news reporting from our good friend Joseph Lee at 411 Mania. However, we're going to keep you uh, on the straight and narrow with his uh, big story, we understand, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We understand that uh, Warner Brothers is back in the news again. Yes, folks, the movie studio Warner Brothers. And according to reports, however... Uh, that I have just been reading within the last uh, 24 hours. We understand they are developing a reboot of The Matrix, and we do want to thank our friend Jeremy Thomas for giving us this information. According to reports, Warner Brothers is hoping that fans are willing to take the red pill one more time. They are right now talking with Zach Penn in talks to write a treatment for it. The site reports that the guys who originally wrote The Matrix uh, prequels and uh, original film, however, are not involved at this point, and that while producer Joel Silver approached the studio about the possibility of a new film, excuse me, Warners has said that they are hesitant to bring him back on board because of his reputation for budget control issues, and also because he's no longer friends with the original directors. Now, as you know, the original film was a game-changer for the injury, however, when it was released back in 1999, both in terms of special effects and franchise building. It won four Oscars and literally grossed $463.5 million worldwide on a budget of just $63 million. Now, the sequels, Matrix 2 Reloaded and, of course, The Matrix Revolution 3, were not that popular fans, but were still decent hits at times for the studio. However, Keanu Reeves has also said he is interested in returning uh, if the guy original directors, however, would uh, come back, however, and make him star in the film once again. But as of now, it looks like that will not happen, however, and as a result, the studio will now look for a new, different A-list director and star of the Matrix trilogy. So yes, folks, the Matrix is coming back one more time, however. Uh, my thoughts about this, I don't know. I mean, personally, in my opinion, I did see all three of these films. I thought the first Matrix originally with Keanu back in 1999 was a great film. It really was. I mean, talking about effects, talking about action, talking about plot, and then the ones that followed up were okay two and three, but whether or not this will work a second time out, however, uh, unlike the previous time, however, well, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. We'll just have to wait and see, but right now, my opinion, however, uh, at this point, I just don't see anything happening as far as that goes, but again, you never know, folks. You just never know. one 444 7044 caller ID 13 
excuse me, 141387, ladies and gentlemen. Join me right now until 7.30 here as we will be talking here on Outside the Ropes. Don't forget tonight, ladies and gentlemen, at 8 o'clock, you can join King NWHRT Smith, myself, and the Black Widow at the round table, 139925, with uh, wrestling, uh, wrestling debate. And, of course, at 9 o'clock, we'll be back on the air with Revolution. Call Randy, 138055-pound. Of course, last night I could not make Revolution due to the fact I was at WWE SmackDown in Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. I'll talk more about that and my thoughts about last night's SmackDown show, which everyone will also tonight on Revolution. And uh, we will also look back at Monday Night's Raw, which was a very interesting night, if you will, let's just say, as it was quite a night in Detroit Rock City this past week. Uh, some other news to report, of course. First off, you basketball hoop fans, of course, March Madness is officially underway. Yes, folks, the NCAA tournament is officially underway in more ways than one. And here is what we got to tell you as of right now. Uh, tonight, of course, right now, we got going on right now one of the two games of the evening, if you will. It will be UC Davis. Yes, folks, UC Davis making their first appearance ever in the NCAA tournament taking on North Carolina Central, of course, in the first four going on in Dayton, Ohio. Right now, that game is just about to start. And then later on this evening, it will be the Southern Cal Trojans taking on the Providence Friars, if you will. So, folks, uh, those two games are on tap tonight, of course, if you will. Uh, Right now, of course, uh, last night, of course, we had some very thrilling games in action last night, including the following. Mount St. Mary's pulling off a close win against New Orleans, 67-66. And the Kansas State Wildcats, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, beat the Wake Forest Demon Deacons by 7 points, 95-88. Now, tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, for all you Hoop fans, as well as on Friday, here is the schedule right now for you all to listen in on. As far as games go tomorrow, the first game will jump center at 12-15 when Princeton takes on Notre Dame on CBS. True TV, of course, will have UNC Wilmington taking on the Virginia Cavaliers. At 1.30, it will be the Winthrop, Winthrop Eagles taking on the Butler Bulldogs. At 2 p.m., it will be South Dakota State taking on Gonzaga. Of course, these games will be held uh, in Salt Lake City. Um, I believe, I'm trying to think where the uh, like I Like I said, I'm trying to think some, where some of these games are, so bear with me, folks. Um, anyway, like I said... Uh, Those games will be tomorrow. Uh, One of them will be in Buffalo, one's in Buffalo, New York, and the other two are in Orlando, Florida, and I believe the other one is either in Greenville, South Carolina, or Indianapolis, Indiana tomorrow. I'm not really sure, but anyway, here are the other games that you will see tomorrow in action. At 245, it'll be Bucknell taking on West Virginia. That should be a very, very good game there. 310, we'll have East Tennessee State in Florida. 4 o'clock, Middle Tennessee State taking on Minnesota. 4.30, 4.30, it'll be Vanderbilt meeting Northwestern. Of course, we want to congratulate Chris Collins and the Northwestern Wildcats there in Evanston, Illinois, for making the term for the first time since 1939. They got their hands full, unfortunately, tomorrow, but uh, nevertheless, good luck to them as they've had an unbelievable season, to say the least. Uh, tomorrow night, of course, around this time, we will have the early evening action, including the following. The Xavier Musketeers taking on the Maryland Terrapins. The Mount St. Mary's team, of course, who just won last night, will have to take on the Villanova Wildcats, who I think will be definitely your national champion again as they won the title a year ago under Jay Wright. I think this is the team to beat going into the tournament once again. Uh, VCU will be taking on St. Mary's at 7.20. At 7.30, it will be Vermont taking on Purdue. Florida Gulf Coast uh, College taking on Florida State at 9.30 will wrap up your uh, late-night action, however, followed by Virginia Tech and Wisconsin at 9.45. 
10 o'clock, North Dakota and Arizona. And at 10.30, it'll be Nevada taking on Iowa State. So, folks, those are all your games set for tomorrow. Now, for St. Patrick's Day, Friday, here are the games that are on tap as of right now. Beginning at 12.15, it'll be Oklahoma State taking on Michigan. New Mexico State taking on Baylor, 12.40. 1.30, Hall at Arkansas. 2 o'clock, Iona and Oregon. 2.45, Jacksonville State taking on Louisville. The winner of Providence or USC will take on SMU at 310. Texas Southern and North Carolina at 4. 430, another Cinderella team. Talk about an interesting team going into the tournament here. The Rhode Island Rams and under coach Danny Hurley will take on the Crane Blue Jays at 430. The winner of our early game that's going on right now, UC Davis or NC Central, will take on the defend, the big uh, co-conference champion, Kansas Jayhawks at 650. Friday evening, 7:15, Wichita State and Dayton. That will be a great game, I feel. Troy and Duke at 7:30, 7:45, Kansas State and Cincinnati. And then for you late night bloomers, Michigan State and Miami, Florida, Northern Kentucky and Kentucky, Marquette and South Carolina, and Kent State taking on UCLA. So, folks. Have your brackets filled out. If you haven't got them already, I would fill them out before noon tomorrow. It's going to be a crazy 48 hours and really a crazy four days, however, as the march to Phoenix. Yes, folks, Phoenix, Arizona is where the men's Final Four will be held at this year at the University of Arizona Cardinal Stadium, however, in more ways than one. It should be a quite exciting three weeks of round balls. We cut down from 64 to the Final Four. Uh, as far as my final four goes, I'll tell you what, folks, I've been thinking and thinking over the last three days, however, who I like, however, um, I just mentioned Villanova, I like them, I love Jay Wright, the last three or four years I've grown to really respect this coach, this used to be not one of my favorite coaches for a long time, but now, over the last couple of years, I've grown to respect this man and admire this man, I think they're the team to beat to watch out for, uh, Obviously, I like North Carolina. I'm a big Roy Williams fan. I've been a Roy Williams fan ever since he was with Kansas, so I'm going to take them in my bracket, I feel. Uh, i got to go with Arizona. I like Arizona and Sean Miller, local Pittsburgh boy. I know I'm being biased here, but I'm telling you what, I think Arizona could be in the Final Four this year. I know they've been so close to getting back to that Final Four. I think this could be the year. I think Villanova and Arizona and Kansas are three of my uh, picks so far. And for my fourth one, this is tough, you know. This is really tough, but... You know what? As much as I hate to say it, I'm going to say it anyway. I'm going to go with Kentucky. i got to go with Kentucky, folks. I like the Kentucky Wildcats. John Calipari, year in and year out, whether he loses his guys to the NBA or not, however, I mean, they are always one of the most dangerous teams in the tournament. So, folks, there you have it. Those are my four. Villanova, Arizona, Duke, and, yes, I'm going to say it, Kansas. Those are my four. As to who will play for the title, however, and who will win it, I mean, it's your guess as good as mine, however, uh, mind you. But uh, that being said, folks, uh, right now, if I have to cast the final two, I'm going to say it is going to be Villanova taking on Kentucky for the title. I really do. I think it's going to be those two as the last two standing when it's all said and done. Um, Who will win? You know, I like both teams. Again, I like both teams, but you know what? I got to go with my uh, uh, go with my heart on this one. I'm going to say Villanova repeats this. Uh, like I said, uh, like I said, 
And I'm going to go with the defending champs. So I'm going to take Villanova to repeat for the first time, however, as a national champion in a long, long time. So, folks, there you have it. Those are my final four. I would love to hear from you guys who you got in your final four because I'm sure you guys have different picks than me. So definitely uh, please give us a call uh, here tonight, and we'll definitely talk about it. A uh, quick update on that game now. That first game we're going to talk about right now, as we mentioned, uh, UC Davis and North Carolina Central U. It is now 8-7 in favor of UC Davis. So there you go, folks. Five minutes in. We will be keeping an eye on that score uh, before we go off the air tonight. It's just five minutes in. So there you go, folks. Uh, it is, again, 8-7, to seven, ladies and gentlemen. However, five minutes into the contest. Uh, some other news to report, however, uh, as far as Entertainment goes, folks. A lot going down, as we mentioned, of course. Uh, as you know, uh, after what happened a few weeks ago in, uh, let's just say, uh, some other news going on uh, we're talking about right now. Uh, as you know, earlier this week, however, mind you, uh, we understand that actress Whoopi Goldberg is back in the news again. Yes, folks. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg, of course, uh, as you know, who at one time... Uh, was involved with Franklin Jella, believe it or not, uh, mind you. Uh, the actor who, of course, started in such movies as... Uh, trying to find uh, some of his best work that I can uh, fill you in on. Uh, movies like uh, Frost Nixon, where he played um, Richard Nixon. Uh, also appearing in movies such as uh, Junior. Eddie as Wild Bill Burgess, where I believe Whoopi did meet him on the set. And, of course, noted for his role in the famous... Well, Count Dracula, however, back in the late 70s, if you will, uh, referring to Franklin Jell, is in the news this week. And the reason why, it's very interesting, you ask. Earlier this past Tuesday, however, uh, Whoopi Goldberg responded, however, after she and her family were threatened, however, mind you, by an inaccurate news story. At the time, this is how Whoopi explained her feelings on the View TV show, however, on Tuesday morning. Something came out on a website, a fake news website about me. It endangered my family's life and it endangered my life too. It turns out the entire website was created by a guy. I just want to see how quickly stories he made up would spread, however. As a result, however, she compared the situation to last December's violent, quote, Pizzagate incident in Washington, D.C. that was, of course, sparked by an online fake news story. She went on to say, if I had not been aware of this, I could have found about this at the end of a barrel of a gun. And because of the article, however, sir, the fact that you don't give a crap that endangered me and my family is unconscionable. And I'm going to get my lawyer. And I'm coming for you. Very harsh comments by Whoopi, but I must say, bravo to her. Taking a stand on this, really. Bravo. I mean, this was a very, very serious issue. And has become a very serious topic to say the least, within the last little bit. But I must applaud her for uh, basically standing up for her family in this way. Because, I mean, if it was my family being threatened this way by some guy like him, however, I would do more than that. Maybe. Let's just say. But still, I just got to say, I mean, this was an idiotic thing this guy did. And this guy should be in jail right now. That's all I'm saying. This guy should be put in a jail cell and left there for a good while to serve his time. You know, he really, really should. 
And whatever happens next, how our world's going to be interesting. Let's just say it really is. It really is. So we're definitely gonna we definitely got to congratulate Miss Goldberg on her uh, stance on this matter. And Whoopi, strictly speaking, from my own experience, however, I mean I've never had an experience like this before, but speaking from my own behalf, I'm sure fans uh, that you have out there, we're behind you, and we hope you nail this guy good. And this guy will be in jail for a long, long time. Because this guy deserves it. This guy was absolutely wrong what he did to your family, to you personally, and just creating an incident like this. This was uncalled for and totally despicable in every sense of the word. Despicable. Okay. Moving on, uh, some other news to report, mind you. Uh, earlier today, we understand that former New York Jets superstar Darrell Revis appeared in a court today for a hearing related to a brawl that he was allegedly involved with last month here in Pittsburgh. As a result, the judge dismissed all the charges against the free agent, however, and earlier today, however, mind you, the question is now, what is going to happen next to Mr. Revis? Well, it remains to be seen. First off, I know for a fact he was just cut by the New York Jets literally a month ago. Second off, he had that whole incident, uh, supposed incident, shall we say, develop here in my hometown of Pittsburgh, where he grew up, basically. And now that he's basically free of all charges, the question is, will he get back to playing football? Well, it remains to be seen, folks. It remains to be seen. Speaking of uh, where he'll go next, uh, before I talk about a couple of the football-related issues, um, where do I think he'll end up, in my opinion? I don't know. At this point, I don't know. But wherever he goes, all I know is, and I'm going to say this flat out, however, directly here on the air right now, I know some of these guys don't know right from wrong. Okay, I understand that. But, like I said, what happened, however, mind you, however, as far as that whole incident goes, literally a couple months ago, it's just, it was uncalled for. I mean, I'll be the first to say it, and I'm not going to be the last to say it, I'm sure either, because I've heard a lot of people say the same thing that I've been going to say. What is with these athletes that figure they're untouchable? I mean, by that I mean, okay, you have young people, like young kids, boys and girls that look up to these athletes, and then they pull this sort of crap on you. What kind of message are you trying to send to your kids? And what kind of message are you sending the kids out there by pulling these kind of shenanigans? Seriously. Case in point, this leads me to my next point with Ezekiel Elliott and what happened to him this past weekend. If you didn't hear the news by now, I'll tell you it right now. The former Ohio State Buckeye and current Dallas Cowboys superstar this past weekend at a parade, wherever he was, whether it was Columbus, Ohio, Dallas, wherever, pulled down, apparently, a woman's top and exposed her breast in an incident that was captured on video. Well, apparently... Ezekiel Elliott is now being investigated again for this whole incident. 
And prior to that, he's still under investigation for five alleged incidents of domestic violence. Okay. This is where I'm going to go off topic a little bit. And I'm already off topic today. And if I am, I'm sorry, people. But I feel like I need to address this issue. A couple weeks ago, I watched on television the Lawrence Phillips story called Running Hard for Your Life. And as we all know what happened with Lawrence Phillips, how in his college career and pretty much pro career, he screwed it up. Big time. Because of his temper, because of his ego, and because of who he was. Which leads me to Ezekiel Elliott and Darrell Rivas. First off, I'll address Mr. Rivas. Prior to him getting into trouble about a month and a half ago, two months ago, here in my hometown of Pittsburgh, Darrell Rivas, for the most part, was one of the most cocky, arrogant, narcissistic, egomaniacal people, both on and off the football field. And I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to say that. But, again, as I just said, what kind of message are you trying to send to your kids by doing something that stupid at all hours of the night? What are you trying to prove, Mr. Revis? I ask you, and I ask everyone else the same question right now that hopefully is hearing my voice. What kind of message are you trying to send? Seriously. Just because you're a big shot, you can get away with anything? That's not how it works, buddy. That doesn't work that way. And now that leads me to Ezekiel Elliott now. To what he is in trouble for now. With this whole incident involving the woman. First off, let me say, the woman was very pretty. But that's beside the point. What Ezekiel Elliott did last weekend and what he's done the last year or two since he has been in and out of Ohio State University, in my opinion, doesn't even describe the word despicable. It is absolutely, positively, I don't want to say moronic, but asinine. Absolutely asinine. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, what you did in college was absolutely despicable. Absolutely despicable. Apparently, however, from what I read and what I'm reading right now, apparently, it says that the woman wasn't upset, however, mind you, however, mind you wasn't upset with the incident. That's surprising. That's very surprising because I thought the woman would have been upset. But anyway, what you did last year and what you're doing now is just setting yourself up to cost yourself not only a good bit of money coming your way as an athlete, but also a good way to just basically lose respect of your fan base, period. Like I said, and I'm reading this right now, folks. Apparently, it says here TMZ claims they spoke with Elliot's representatives, who in turn claimed the woman was not upset, and decided to party with Elliot and his friends after the incident. Okay. 
This is what gets me. Last October, Jason McCain's reported at the time that Elliot was under investigation for domestic violence, apparently, and is still under investigation custody. But, what kind of message, again, I say this one more time, what kind of message are you trying to send out there, Mr. Elliot, that you should get away with whatever you want? like Darrell Revis, like all these other so-called rich athletes? No. You, my friend, should be ashamed of what you did. You should be downright ashamed of what you did the other night at that bar in Dallas. But, of course, I'm sure you don't have any remorse either. Again, the thing that I just don't get about this whole story is why the woman allowed this to happen, and why she was cool with the whole deal. I, I, I don't get that at all. I mean, yesterday I'm watching ESPN First Take with Skip Bayless, and, uh, or excuse me, not, not Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith, excuse me, and Max Kellerman talking about this whole thing. Now, Max was somewhat calm a little bit about the whole deal, while Stephen A. Smith was kind of somewhat calm, but also a little worked up about this. And I'm going to talk about another incident that happened earlier on that show uh, today, uh, as far as that goes, in just a second. There's another incident that went on today, during that show. But anyway, to me, it is showing that Roger Goodell is absolutely showing, and we want to acknowledge right now, before we continue on with this discussion, guest two is logged in the chat, guest two, welcome uh, I'm your host, uh, Jared D. Javon, the Iceman uh, from Raw Radio. Uh, please identify yourself, and if you feel like calling in, uh, give us a call. We'd like to hear from you. Uh, but getting back to the story. Um, uh, getting back to what I'm saying. It is showing me more and more that Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, and the entire NFL have no balls of any kind. None. They say they're investigating this whole Elliot thing, however, still, however. Anyway, that being said, however, mind you, um, as far as that goes. It just shows you the NFL, again, is showing no compassion to these guys. None. They're dealing with the whole thing of Tom Brady and other instances and teams moving to this and that city. That's fine. But if they could put away that whole thing for a while and deal with the players themselves that are getting themselves and their noses into trouble, i.e. Revis, i.e. Elliott, then they would be maybe a little bit better. They would get more... Uh, Compassion. To me, Roger Goodell hardly gets any compassion from me at all. None. I'm not a fan of his, never have been, never will be. But anyway, the NFL just continues to get a black eye. It seems like every other day, or every once in a, a good, every now and again, because they don't know how to control their players. They don't know how to control their players. And that's not just one team, that's all the teams, all the coaches, all the players, all the owners, etc. 
I said it about two or three months ago, and I'll say this one more time. And this was a couple months ago, and you can go back and listen to me when I said this. And if I didn't say it now, I'll say it here, right here and right now. I think you're going to see, within the next five to ten years, pro football be finished. Finished. I mean that. I understand the NFL is a lot of money. There's a lot of money with teams and owners and players and fans, yada, yada, yada. Okay, I get that crap. But, with all these guys continue... Anyway, um, I just think the NFL... I think the NFL is heading down to be sinking to the bottom of the ocean very soon. Because right now they're barely keeping their heads above water with all the crap that's going on. And I said it earlier, and I'll say it one more time. I think you're going to see, in the next five to ten years, the NFL be finished. Kaput. Done. Infinity. Six feet in the ground. And if they're not, I'll be shocked. I really will. I think it's going to be heading down to be buried very, very soon. Okay, now that leads me to the other story I was just about to talk about. Terrell Owens. Now, I'm sure all of you saw ESPN first take this morning involving T.O. Now, I must say, however, I have not watched the tape yet. But I did hear some stories, however. Um, uh, but like I said, game I thought I was saying, sorry, I was distracted there for a minute, sorry people. Anyway, the thing is, what happened this morning involving T.O. T.O. this morning, if you saw, and I'm sure some of you did see, what went down, mind you, involving him and a certain reporter this morning. I mean, it was very heated this morning. We understand. That was a very little bit of tension this morning involving uh, involving uh, him. And I think it was, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was uh, Skip Bayless, if I remember. Stephen A. Uh, no, Stephen A. Smith, I think it was. Stephen A. Smith, sorry. Yeah, that's who it was. Anyway, long story short, what happened... This morning, however, involving Skip Bayless and T.O., I heard was very interesting. Very, very interesting. And like I said, folks, if I have not seen the video yet, and I would like to hear some comments about this. If anyone's seen it, I'd like to hear your comments about it, too. But what happened this morning, however, I'm sure, was just something, whole incident involving T.O. and ESPN. Do I think ESPN owes him an apology? Yes, I think you do. I think they do. I think they were wrong in this case. But if T.O. was wrong, and not ESPN, then T.O. should be the one to be apologizing to the network. So, again, I've not seen the story. I've not seen the story, or I've not seen the video yet. I will at some point, I'm sure, watch the video. But like I said, what happened, happened. And so being that, let's just say... Maybe something was taken out of context. Maybe not. I don't know. But like I said, whoever made the mistake, 
the other one has to owe the other one an apology, I feel. I really do mean that. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, I guess who did hear me a few minutes ago talk about uh, Ezekiel Elliott, I'd like to hear his thoughts on the whole matter, certainly. And uh, so, that being said, I will definitely say this, however. Like I said, I just think it was a time place for everything. Well, what happened with Ezekiel Elliott involving the woman, like I said? I mean, yes, like I said, it was funny. Okay, I mean, I'll admit, it was a little funny. Not real ha-ha, laugh-out-loud funny, but slightly chuckly funny, if you will. I don't know. It's just To me, I think the NFL has just got to find a way to clean its image up. They have to. Because if they don't, they're just going to be out of business. That's what I think. That's what I think. Okay. Uh, some other news to report, folks. Uh, we're going to, as we said, we're going to keep you up to date with what's going on uh, as far as um, the game tonight goes involving the first game between UC Davis and uh North Carolina Central, uh, if you will. We're going to get an update on that game here in just a second. It is now 1918 in favor of NC Central. So, despite in, uh, UC Davis starting off on a good note, folks, uh, apparently now it looks like uh, apparently that UC Davis is uh, trailing now, and they are trailing, I should say, by one point right now. So, we'll definitely uh, be watching that very carefully, as we said. So, that's. Uh, the latest update as far as that goes. Um, talk about another ugly incident, folks. I want to talk about this. And I know some of you people out there are NASCAR people. They're NASCAR buffs. Me, I'm okay. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but let's just say, I mean, it's okay. Shall we say? It's okay. But, that's beside the point. What I want to talk about now is what happened Sunday in Las Vegas after the race that went down, believe it or not. In case you did not see the little incident that I'm referring to, ladies and gentlemen, it was a very heated one, to say the least, between Joey Logano and I believe it was Kyle Busch in Vegas. What they did after the race the other day, in my opinion, was just absolutely, in a word, uncalled for. Totally uncalled for. I mean, it's like two boxing guys coming head-to-head in the center of the ring, and the bell hasn't gone off yet. Like I said, what they did to each other following the NASCAR race on Sunday in Vegas was like two little kids fighting over the last popsicle. I mean, seriously. Seriously. I just think what they did the other day was absolutely, I wouldn't say, again, uncalled for, but it was just really childish and petty. Moronic, if you will. I haven't heard yet, however, if NASCAR is going to take any action on these guys. I hope they do. Because I think these guys deserve a penalty and have points stocked off their uh, total for the year what they've done. I mean, this is just not cool at all. This is beyond not cool. And in my eyes, what they did just really was just goofy and 
uncalled for. And absolutely just, uh, in a word, despicable. Again, I've been using that word a lot tonight, but I'm going to use it again, you know, because I think it's right. Um, like I said, where they go from here, I don't know. Uh, what happens, I don't know. And I'm sorry, folks, I'm kind of distracted at the same time, because right now we're waiting to hear from Guest 2 again, because Guest 2 said he had something to send to us, so folks, we'll definitely be looking forward to hearing from him here, hopefully shortly, or she. Um, beside the point, folks. Uh, like I said, it just, to me, what they did the other day was just not worth it, you know? Totally not worth it. And, um, I'm going to check and see if there's an update on that story now while we're, uh, on the line here. And actually, believe it or not, I have, um, just read it. It is apparent now. So, folks, in case you're wondering if, uh, you know, find out if those two guys are going to get penalized, well, guess what? They didn't. Apparently, NASCAR today, Detective VP Steve O'Donnell did say, however, in his statement, after a full review of multiple videos and discussions with both competitors and their respectable teams, we feel that Sunday's incident does not warrant any further action. The emotions of our athletes run high, and Kyle Busch and the Gunner are two of the most passionate and compassionate drivers. And, excuse me, passionate and competitive drivers in the sport. Both are very clear in their expectations going ahead, and we will be meeting with them in person prior to practice on Friday in Phoenix. Okay, first off, Steve O'Donnell. In my opinion, you, sir, are an idiot. You're a stupid, scumbag idiot. You see two guys taking a swing at each other and then getting into a holy brawl after a race in Vegas, and you're telling me right now that you're not going to find these gentlemen? That's absolutely a load of bull hokey. Bull hokey. I mean, the only other time there was a fight, like, that got really out of hand, obviously, was back in 2014 with Jeff Gordon and Brad Kowalski. Of course, the crew members were suspended, but the drivers didn't face any actions. Okay? Here it is. Three years later, you have another fight between two guys, however, going at it again. Only this time, however, once again, you don't, unfortunately, however, penalize them. To that I say, what's up with that? Seriously, what's up with that? I mean, these guys like I said, should have served some time. Whether it be, like I said, obviously, however, whether it be being suspended and miss a race or two, or basically altogether having their points taken away from them. Instead, you basically basically tell them that you're only going to have a meeting with them, however, and that all in all, however, you're going to talk with them individually, on freaking Friday, before the race, however, or before practice in Phoenix this Friday. Again, you get no penalty out of this. It's just, I'm sorry, I don't get it. I just don't get that at all. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. I really do. I'm sorry. Call me old-fashioned, if you will. Call me what you must. But to me... I just think, I just, I don't get it. I'm sorry. That is just 
absolutely chetty, childish, excuse me, childish, again, and petty. It just, oh, it, it irks me. It really does. I'm sorry. Because those guys should be penalized for what they did. They should have a heavy fine against them, or at least a moderate fine. Instead, you give them nothing. Nothing. And that's just not right. I'm sorry. That's just not right at all. So, again, just like the NFL, NASCAR turns a blind eye because they're so blind they don't see the big picture in front of them. Really, they don't. And I'm sorry. I think it's absolutely stupid that they turned a blind eye in this case. They really did. Whether what happens next, I don't know. It remains to be seen. Obviously, it remains to be seen. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, quick side note, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry I'm going off topic on a lot of things tonight, but that's just the way I am sometimes. And if you have a problem with that, I apologize. Okay, I apologize. And if you don't, thank you for listening to me. And um, hopefully... Uh, Listening to my uh, rants here, if you will. But anyway, long story short, um, one other thing uh, I'm going to discuss real quick. Uh, don't forget, uh, tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen, listen to Top Hill Inc. at 7 p.m., 140562. And then, of course, at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in the saddle once again with Wolfpack Radio, uh, 138521, ladies and gentlemen. That is going to be a very interesting show. Of course, Top Heel will be with King NWO Dorothy Smith, myself, and the Black Widow. And of course, all of us will be back together, reunited at 9 o'clock with Wolfpack Radio. So, folks, uh, it promised to be a very interesting uh, time, to say the least. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. I mean, no doubt about it. It's going to be very, very interesting, to say the least. Um, right now, of course, don't forget, we will be on the air here in another 35, 40 minutes with our next show. Wrestling debate. Hopefully, King NWO T. Smith and the Black Widow will be joining me live here tonight at the debate table. And trust me, folks, we're going to have a lot to debate about tonight. I mean, we're going to have quite a bit to debate about on the show tonight. But, folks, check us out tonight here at the debate table. And, of course, the caller ID is 139925-POUND. Um, unless anyone else has anything else to say or add, I mean, Feel free to. I mean, I'd like to hear from you all. We've got another few minutes to kill anyway, folks. So, uh, if anyone wants to really uh, shoot me a message or leave a comment on the board, uh, feel free to. Otherwise, we're going to kind of bail out here a little bit early. Um, I don't think there's that much left to say. I mean, really, there's not really a whole heck of a lot to say, folks. I mean, we're definitely going to you up to date as far as anything and everything goes, but uh, we'll definitely let you know what's going on here uh, just a few minutes, uh, as we said. Um, of course, don't forget this Monday, of course, uh, we'll be back with Raw Radio. It'll be a very interesting show. Be sure to check us out. Uh, there'll be a lot going down this Monday, including uh, more talk about WrestleMania, and uh, also we might have a surprise to you. You never know. Be sure to check us out this week, however, but we will definitely keep you up to date uh, this week. What's going on there? Um, so be sure to keep us uh, on your radio station this week, uh, folks. So we will definitely have a lot to talk about. Um, we're going to 
close it out here in just a few seconds, uh, unless anyone else wants to come on the line or talk to us folks. But uh, we do want to thank you for listening in tonight. Again, Mr. W. Chad Hinshaw, of course, usually is on the show here. Uh, unfortunately, he had a power obligation tonight. He could not make to the show, but he promised to be back with us at 9 o'clock, though, however, for the Revolution show, however, but he will be back in the chair next week, however, while I will be seen back in the co-host chair as I'm filling in for him tonight. So, folks, uh, thank you very much for listening tonight. Uh, we definitely had a good time. We hope you all had a good time, folks. Uh, it was a very interesting night, I gotta say, however, I mean, some of it, I'm sure, uh, pleased you, some didn't. And, like I said, folks, um, uh, we hope you uh, enjoyed what we had to say here. Um, uh, we're going to play some music for you as we go out for the evening. Uh, right now, this is... Um, uh, one that I think everyone's going to enjoy. And uh, like I said, however, we hope uh, you enjoy it. We will talk to you next week in the same time, same place. So, folks, uh, for now, this is the Iceman uh, saying so long from ringside. We will talk to you again, same time, same place, next week. Same same place next week. And uh, for now, uh, that's about it, I guess. So, for now, uh, this is the Iceman saying so long, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good night, everyone, and we'll catch you at the debate table in just a little while. Good night, everyone.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 